Welcome to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great one. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. We have a show full of great hot topics, sports, fashion, movie reviews, and the best indie music out there. Tonight we welcome the legendary Will Downing. He has a brand new album he's going to discuss with us. And then Rob Mosey joins us to discuss his new podcast that comes out next uh, month called The Tall Talk. You'll find about both of those projects by some really great men. Uh, hot topics are breaking everything from the Kardashian and Kanye uh, divorce to the uh, Bowen scare in Colorado and to everything else everyone's talking about it. Remind one remind you all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course our official website, the StephenIShow.com. We have our brand merchandise, our our uh, mugs, our sweatshirts, our hoodies. Go there and check it out. Listen, when we come back, the question of the day and hot topics right back after this. It'd be better if we don't talk. 
talk Speak at the beep, touch a non-miss call Send me your heart, send it back and drop Thought it'd be better if we don't talk
to the Stephen Knight Show. One of my all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com. Also go to our YouTube channel and subscribe and comment. And then, you know, we have our new merch. We got hoodies, we got masks, we got tote bags, we got mugs. Just check it out. Now, our Black History Month person of the day is Jesse, uh, Eva Jesse, excuse me, Eva Jesse. She was the first Black woman to receive international distinction as professional choral conductor. She died in Ann Harbor, Michigan in February 20, on February 21st, back in 1992. She was notable as a choral conductor during the Harlem Renaissance, uh, who created her own choral group featuring Wiley in performances. Her perform professional influence extends for decades to her, her teaching as well. For more information on her, you can go to our Instagram, The Stephen I Show, uh, and you can see all the people that we've highlighted uh, during this Black History Month, which should be Black History Year. Panel, how's it going? How's my feeling? Wonderful for a Monday. Right. <laughs> now good? Real good. Uh, right. I know I'm over how this. Are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, um, just getting making it through, making it through. But I'm good. I'm good. Um, so our question of the day, you know, with the U.S. hitting 500, over 500,000 deaths now, um, where are you with the COVID vaccine? Have you gotten it? I know, Chica, you have. Um, do you want it or are you still on the fence? Let me ask you first. Uh, I am still on the fence, but if they said today I had to be vaccinated in order to travel out of these United States of America, I'm getting vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. What about you, Chica? Because you, you are vaccinated. I am. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I know, um, that and I was on the fence too in the beginning. I I was very much on the fence in the beginning, but as I started to uh, think about it, and for that very reason, um, the Nia mentioned, uh, I concretely have things lining up for me outside of the United States, and I need to be prepared. Mm -hmm. I get that, Naya. Yeah, I'm gonna try to avoid it, and uh, if there is a legal way around it that'll allow me to still travel abroad, then I'm gonna go that route first. Uh, if it's by way of my religion or if it's by way of allergy, if there's a legal way around it that will still allow me to travel, then that's, what, that's the route I'm gonna go. Yeah. I have a nurse friend, she, and I, I just assume because I know in hospitals typically you have to get all the vaccines each year, but she said that um, you can use religious reasons and whatnot, as she did, because she doesn't believe in the vaccine. And so, um, but, 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 it, but would that allow you to still travel though? Well, that's about in terms of her job, you know, with, at working at the hospital. No. With, the, with the travel, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, tweet us at home and let us know um, where are you with the vaccine? I per personally probably would take it at this point just because I'm ready to. But you know, Dr. Uh, Fauci was on one of the shows and he said that even if, like, say we all had the vaccine, we're vaccinated we still shouldn't gather in groups with us because they still don't know uh, the percentage of, you know, can get people give it to you, give it away. It's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you just don't know. You just, you just don't know. we're not, we're not going to know for a long time. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like I, how I think about it. Remember when you were younger and before you started school, you had to get, you know, your, your, you had to get your shots before you started right. school. Right. 
And we didn't know then, our parents didn't know what was in that stuff then. We all look fine now. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we don't know what was going into our bodies then. Um, and, you know, it's hard to decipher, you know, what's what. I mean, you know, so it's just, it's just, it has everybody like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. So it's, I don't, it's just a lot of talking, you know, a lot of research and you do what's best, you know, for you or you and your family, you know yeah. what I mean? You can, so you can just move forward to some kind of normalcy again. Yeah, no, that's facts, that's facts. We got tweets at home. And then also too, Stephen, mm -hmm. I was gonna say also too, as a healthcare provider, we are, I, I at least I know I am, um, I'm faced with it every day. So it's yeah. not a day that goes by that I'm, I'm not confronted with it. So it's a little different. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Well, apparently there are two women who desperately want the vaccine. Uh, <laughs> they're in Florida and um, they disguise themselves as grannies in a failed attempt to get their second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. They don't know to, to this day how they got the first um, vaccine, but according to ABC News, Women showed up at Orange County Convention Center wearing bonnets, uh, gloves, and glasses. They said the whole thing and tried to pass the senior citizens, but in real life, the women were only in their 30s and 40s, according to Orange County Sheriff's Office, which would make them ineligible to receive the vaccination um, outside of the healthcare or long-term care facility setting. Apparently, the two had a valid vaccination cards from their first shots, but where they messed up was their license, the birth, date of birth and their license did not match the date of birth and the vaccination cards. Uh, they were arrested, but let go with a warning. Um, and the women were identified as 44-year-old Olga uh, Monroy Ramirez and 34-year-old Martha Vivian Monroy. Uh, they had body cam footage of them, you know, um, getting their citations and people were really upset with them because they're saying they're taking away from people who really needed it. I mean, I know people are trying to get this vaccine, but Chike, is there a limit to where you should go? <laughs> I think they should be arrested for fraud. This my, I think they should be arrested for fraud. Uh, I have loved ones in a facility that way, and I would be highly pissed if I found out that these two ladies went in there and usurped one of my relatives that really need it just so that they could have it early because mm -hmm. they feel privileged. They should go to jail for fraud. And, and, and not only that, not only would they have usurped and, and uh, circumvented someone from getting it, you also now wasted a dosage of the vaccine because now you can't get your second one. Were they gonna give it to you now just because you duped them and got the first one? Mm -hmm. No, you're going to jail and you don't get the second one and you just wasted two doses of vaccination. Yeah. You need to go to jail. 500,000 lives mm -hmm. are lost. You mm. need to go to jail. Yeah. Naya? It, it just makes me think of those are the two that got caught. I'm sure a lot of other people got away with something similar. And a lot of people probably got paid to overlook birth dates and IDs and, you know, whatever. So those are two that we, that we know about now. But I'm sure there are many more of those. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, there was um, apparently, um, you know, people that are, affluent, they were trying to pay to, to jump the line, you know, to get it. But then what are your thoughts on all this? Um, 
this is not, I'm, I'm not, it's not the first time. It's just, of course, they've been caught. Um, there was a situation in uh, Philadelphia and a com it was an individual who started, I think it was a nonprofit organization surrounding COVID mm. and in regards to getting vaccines and he got arrested for taking the leftover vaccines and giving them to his friends. That's all that, yeah. So, I mean, and, and he didn't see anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, you already know what color he was, but he didn't see anything wrong with it. And he was just like, well, they were getting ready to expire anyway, but that's not why you like, like started this whole thing. Like you started it to be a helpmate, but when I tell you people are stupid, I don't care about they stupid. And he, and he's like he's like he's like he has like a, a degree and yadi stupid. Yeah. Gave it all to his friends. Like and they had to account for it and they're like, well, we're arrested. I gave it to my friends. My friends. Right. Your friends. And he's like in his twenties. Oh, see. Chicken, what's the name I of I have the a question. What's I the have name? a question. When when did that happen, Linnea? Well, we in February. It within the past like month. Within yeah. the past month. Okay, so before that, there was an event held at a stadium in the Midwest somewhere. It was an event held in the Midwest, and they were giving out vaccinations for free. And then a snowstorm was coming, and they had to evacuate. The event was over and they were on their way back to the home base. And the vaccination uh, group uh, was in a snowstorm on the highway. And they didn't want the vaccinations to go to waste. So they, they, they got out the cars and they started knocking on other car windows to mm -hmm. give people the vaccination. And they did it right on the highway, knocking yeah. on the windows, asking people if they wanted the vaccination. They made the news, they were labeled as heroes if he was trying to stop the vaccination from going bad, because they have to destroy it if it doesn't reach uh, a human. They have to get rid of it because you can't use it. Right. If he did that in the sake of saving the vaccination, why is he in jail and those people are held as heroes? I don't think that there's one big difference. Because there's no there's no no trace contact, no contact tracing in regards to that. Mm -hmm. So I don't even consider them heroes. No, there is. No, no, there was. There was. There was an ambulance. There was a doctor. There was all of that. I still don't figure that. There no, was all of that. They're not heroes to me, though. Like, they're still, like, I, not heroes to me. Well, you know, um, what's that actor, um, the Broadway star who passed away last year, um, the one who was in Hamilton? The, he was 41. He had just had a son. His wife is now on the talk. Uh, I think, was his name Adam? I can't think of his name, but anyway. I know who you're talking about. I, I just can't think of it either. remember his name. Well, well, his wife, so she um, put on social media over the weekend that she got her first dosage um, on Friday and she got some backlash. And she had to explain, she explained it on the show. She said that what happens is in a lot of these facilities, because they do run out because some people don't come for their appointment or whatnot, they'll allow you to come there towards the end. And if they have some left over, mm -hmm. then you can, so they won't have to throw them out. And so she said mm -hmm. she drove 45 minutes with a, another friend of hers and they went actually were able to go get it. But she said she's prepared to turn around or whatnot, but she, you know, but she said that's something a lot of people don't know that you can do, you know, because 
they do have to throw them out. So I think it's, I think that this new will do a better job of rolling this whole thing out so people aren't confused and know what they if you want the vaccine where to go and you know how to go about doing it. I mean, of course, they're getting them in the affluent areas very yeah. quickly yep. and, and no problems. Yep. It's, you know, more of the urban areas where you're not getting them, you yep. know, and it's a problem. So, you know, we already know what that is. That's true. Well, an effort to ensure that Americans uh, take the COVID-19 vaccine, uh, public, popular grocery store chain Publix um, is going to step further to entice their employees to give them vaccination. According to recent reports, Publix is offering uh, their 225,000 employees over $1,000 in gift cards if they agree to take the vaccine. According to CBS News reports, Publix is making it clear that the company, that the um, that having company employees take the COVID vaccine is the top priority. The company recently announced that they would give their 25,000 uh, employees, 225,000, excuse me, employees. $125 public gift card if they're willing to take the vaccination. But they're saying they're not requiring them to, um, but they think that'd be a good step in getting us close back to normal. Um, they have stores in Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. And, you know, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden says that um, by uh, the summer, they'll have over 600 million doses of vaccine that'll be available for Americans. Do you think this is a good idea to um, incentivize them to do it? Or what are your thoughts on that, Lania? Mm, um, mm. In the healthcare field sense, I understand it. Anywhere else, because, because then you put people in a position to where you some employers, especially private employers, may say, well, if you don't get vaccinated, you're not going to have no job. Mm -hmm. So then you're putting people in a situation. So I'm not I'm not comfortable with that when you're going to put me, especially something like a Publix, you know what I mean? Like, you know, which is a grocery store. And it's like, you know, you're going to force my hand if you have religious reasons or, you know, you just really don't want to. And you're forcing someone's hand, so I, I'm yeah, I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, but they're saying they're not requiring them to get it. They're just saying that you know they would encourage them to. Yeah, Naya, we encourage me to do nothing. Here, what do you think about this? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not. It's a smart tactic for sure, you know. But I, I'm still. For me, the the there's nothing attractive about the vaccine. Personally, it's, there's just nothing attractive. I understand that there are people that just have no choice, um, that must, that feel they must take it. They have a choice, but they, you know, I can feel, I can understand the surrounding pressures and circumstances to make someone take it. Uh, but for me, I, I I still feel like it's so much unknown about that vaccine. Uh, so I'm not I'm not I'm not in support of. I'm not against. But I'm not truly in support of making or uh, pushing it on people that way. It is a smart tactic. You want people to do something, you offer money. But that's also a way that you, you kind of can, you know, people are vulnerable right now. Mm -hmm. So if it's something that's bad for them and they're enticed by the money, later, that $125 or whatever it is, you know, it, it's not really worth it if you, if something serious comes of this vaccine physically or health-wise for some, some individuals. I don't know. I'm just, it's a smart tactic, but I, I'd probably pass me personally if I didn't have to at this time. Yeah. She good. Um, 
again, I'm coming from a place where I was against it. Uh, but what I do see happening, and part of the reason why I decided to get it, is I believe that there's, there's going to be a soft squeeze on life. I think that in the future, there you're going to be limited as to what you can do um, mm -hmm. in society as it relates to the vaccine. It'll start off with, you know, summertime's coming up, you know, spring's coming up, it's going to get warm. Um, okay, you can eat outside, but if you're vaccinated, you can eat inside and enjoy the band, the live band that's playing inside or um, different seating on a plane. You know, it's just going to be the soft squeeze first. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to see what they can get out of that. Just like it, it's, it's a soft squeeze with this incentive. You know, we're going to be nice. We're, we're going we're gonna to be soft to you at first. And then it's going to come the hard hit. You won't be able to do certain things, period, if you don't have the vaccine. I just see it coming. Yeah. One of the, the key indicators to that for me was initially when I had the first shot, they had a card from the CDC and it has my name and my birth date and my social security number and the vaccination date and what type of vaccine I had. Sir, make sure that you keep this because you're going to need this to show proof that you had the vaccine. That was enough for me right there. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think they are going to start requiring it for certain activities they're like doing, like traveling. I think it's one country already requiring for you to um, come into their country. You have to have the vaccine or, or whatever airline or something like that. But I guess we'll see what happens. It's definitely 2021 now. So we'll see what happens. But let's take a quick break. We'll come back with a few more hot topics right back after this. Girl, I got plans for you Sailing all around the world in my boat, girl A private vacation for two So many locations Different ships in every flavor, it's true So many, I can count them I put some number, your body's all in the bedroom And getting good loving Body so delicate that I take my time Ooh, so many options can make up my mind So all the girls all around the world You're so beautiful, you're beautiful, yeah and bright like diamonds Wherever you are Make a nigga wanna put it on ya I'm just saying I'm just saying Go out to Bomb Bomb Hey girl over there can you hear me now I need your love What to Bomb Bomb I want all of it and I need it now Right now What to Bomb Bomb Get her own bag and she even throw some Sophisticated, perfect and all since you were created So amazing, all the girls all around the world You're so beautiful, you're beautiful, yeah Oh, let me see you glow, shining bright like diamonds Wherever you are, make a nigga wanna put it on ya I'm just saying, I'm just saying Go out to bomb I need your love What the bomb bomb 
I want all of it and I need Whoa. it now, right yeah. now Whoa. Hey Chris, I got What's track, the Stephen Knight Show. Again, we're all over social media. Go to our YouTube channel, YouTube backslash Stephen Knight Show. Comment, subscribe, and like. All right, so people are getting fed up here in America to the point that any Joe can get it, apparently. So a fan on Twitter was ready to give rapper Joe Budden all the smoke mistaken rapper for the president, Joe Biden. 
the, uh, the anger was all over the proposed stimulus plan. You know, they're working on, Biden's working on a stimulus plan, um, particularly in part about when people get paid. So the family, like many Americans, is waiting for, to hear about the potential third stimulus payment uh, to the tune of $1,400, excuse me, individual, individuals who make less than $75,000 are expecting to see an addition to funds following the $1.9 trillion stimulus package proposed by Biden last month. Well, when Joe Biden, Joe Budden, who was clearly not a politician, he doesn't hold any kind of office in government, he was pretty much responding to a tweet where someone said, um, someone said, um, overthinking is procrastinating. And Joe Budden uh, responded, no, it's not. Well, the fan thought this was his opportunity to set Joe straight. So he tweets, N-word, stop procrastinating or whatever and give me my stimulus check. The other person jumped uh, and corrected them and said, N-word, this is Joe Budden, not Joe Biden. Lene, is the desperation that big right now? Did any Joe can get it? Stupid. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> Unbelievable. But it's not. Yeah. That's all I got. She good. I, I think that there's a blind rage going on right now and the people are just upset and angry. <laughs> they've, they've been going through a lot. And yeah, anybody can get it. Any Joe can get it. <laughs> any Joe can get it. Now, yeah. yeah. Just too funny. Yeah. You know, that guy, apparently, he, his, his vision is blurred. Or, or, his vision is blurred. <laughs> his vision is blurred. You right. Know? Yeah. Apparently, he, he, he must be that. They, it must be getting really hard, you know. Very right. desperate. You know? So, that's funny though. That is funny. <laughs> how, did, how did Joe take it? How did Joe take it after that? That was it. I don't even, I don't even know if he responded. I don't even think he responded. I don't even think he responded. Yeah. Do you think? I think he, do. I think do he, think? he knew. He was like, "Yeah, his stash might be low." Right. Joe <laughs> might send it something. Tweeting the president of the United States, "N word, give my stimulus check." That's what make it come right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't. <sighs> well, you know. Well, you know, if you, you're not black, if you didn't vote for Joe Biden, so. Right, right. Um. <laughs> well, uh, everyone's talking about Kim Kardashian, who filed for, um, officially filed for divorce from Kanye West this past Friday after seven years of marriages. Now, sources say it's amicable, but I've heard different. It's different. I heard he's having a hard time with it. Um, but they're saying the, what took um, her to the breaking point was when he decided to run for president. He had that breakdown talking about how um, initially, he didn't want the, his, their first child and all that, and that was a lot for her. And so they're worth $2 um, billion, and apparently they had a prenup. They're going to honor the prenup. She's going to allow him to see the children wherever she wants. They're going to have joint custody. Um, I read today or heard today that he is seeking therapy for this because he really is upset. This is her third divorce. This will be his first. They're saying in this article, TMZ's reporting that Kanye West was um, tired of the Kardashian-Jenner dynamic. And so he was keeping them away from that family. And that's what caused the rift between uh, him and Kim. But they are committed to, you know, um, co-parenting. Uh, so did you see this coming? Are you surprised, Naya? 
not not surprised at all. I actually didn't think they would make it after that first situation, mm. that first episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I hate to cast, you know, my my two cents on somebody's marriage, but mm. I, I actually, no, I didn't think it would last long at all. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's not a surprise for me at all. It, the surprise is that it lasted so long, I guess, for me. Yeah, I didn't realize it had been seven years, so yeah, yeah. A long time, yeah, and, and, and a lot of kids. I, I didn't expect them to have that many kids either. Yeah, yeah. four kids, yeah, yeah. CK, what about you? I'm gonna say God bless the children. You know, any child that has to live through, you know, divorce, God bless them. Second, I don't care. Third, <laughs> I think that the Kardashians are toxic to men, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Lania? <laughs> Um, just to piggyback off of Chike, um, I am not a Kardashian fan, and I do believe that they are highly toxic to black men. Um, and that no, sorry, Nadia, I'm sorry, not just black men. They turned one man into a whole woman. It's not just You're black right. men. They're toxic to men. I, I retract that. They're toxic to men. Um, <laughs> um, I, I don't care either, but I will say this. Um, if you knew Kanye when his mother was alive to once he got with Kim, you know, something just wasn't right. Um, you know, I, I'm surprised it lasted this long. Like Nair said, I didn't realize they had four kids. She only had one, I think. The rest were surrogates. That's why we didn't realize they had that many kids. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I'm not surprised and I hope that he gets the help that he needs because this was not good for him at all. Um, and unfortunately, he was a victim of the Kardashian clan. Mm. Yeah, I mean, divorce is never easy, but the good thing is they're honoring what they agreed to before they got married with the prenup. She, they're, you know, they're committed to um, co-parenting in the best way for the children. They have the money, so I was watching Wendy today. Mondays, I watch all the shows so I can hear people's opinions. She doesn't think that Kanye should have joint custody because she doesn't think he's fit to be a, a parent by himself because he doesn't always stay on his meds and whatnot. Um, that was what she was saying. That, who she said ought to know. Who said she that? ought to know. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, bless them both. Bless them both and their families. Our last story, so a community in Broomfield, uh, Colorado, received a surprise on Saturday when pieces of United Airlines planes started falling from the sky. According to ABC News, the FAA said that in a statement that the Boeing 777-200 had to make an emergency landing at the Denver International Airport after experiencing engine failure. The flight was uh, headed from Denver to um, Honolulu uh, when an issue when an issue uh, with the right engine occurred not too long after takeoff. Now, videos and, and photos of the engine smoking started to flood social media, as well as videos and photos of parts of the engine starting to break off and fall into front yards of people's homes. Thankfully, no one was injured. Now, the airline said that there were a total of 231 passengers on the plane, 10 crew members, and luckily everyone was rebooked on another flight to Honolulu. Uh, there was a passenger who he said that he saw the failed engine and he, he said the plane started shaking violently 
they lost at altitude and was going down mm -hmm. when it initially happened. And he thought that they were done. He said, we were going down. I can imagine a heart attack that would go through my system <laughs> if I was on that plane. Mm -hmm. Lanier, Lanier, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, Boeing's had a lot of issues with these planes lately. Um, I am grateful that, you know, everybody made it. Yeah. You know, that they were able to land that plane. Even people on the ground. Um, that you know, like, they were able to really, you know, get it down and everybody was okay outside of, you know, getting, getting the bejesus scared out of you. Yeah. Um, but you made it out of it. Um, so, you know, just God bless everybody that was on that plane, you know, and I, I know that the, the pilots and the, and the stewardess yeah. had to keep, you know, it's, how do you keep people calm during a time like that? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So God, you know, guess prayers to everybody in that situation. Absolutely. What about you, Chica? Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever been on a horrible flight or have, has felt extreme turbulence or it felt like the plane was going to have its demise. But if you have, you know what that feels like to be afraid um, in an uncontrollable situation because there's nothing that you can do to change it. Um, it's very terrifying. Um, so I'm glad that everyone is okay. Um, I'm sorry that they had to go through the hell that they were living through while they were living through it because it is hell. That type of fear is like, it makes you write your life up with God real quick from your airport, I mean, from the plane seat. Yeah, um, yeah um, thank God. But we need to get their stuff together though. Yeah, man, this is too much. Now, you, would you have been able to come off that crazy experience and then rebook on another flight? Or would you have to get, get yourself together? What would you have done? Yeah, I have been on a flight like that. Uh, it, it, it wasn't that severe, but it was, it was like Cheeky explained it. Uh, I would if I had to, but those people got a second chance, you know, or a third in some cases. Some some cases it might be a fourth. They need to look at their lives. They this is a great opportunity for them to reevaluate their lives. Do we have a will in place? Do I have my is my family straight? Like this could have been my last trip. I thought I was going on a trip, vacation or whatever business trip. They get an opportunity that mo most of us don't get. So like uh, I would use that to my advantage and become more faithful and become more prepared. It's got, you got to go. We don't know how, but I'm just saying that's an opportunity to really, really hone in and zero in on who you are. And I would do just that. But it's, it, I've been on a, I've been on a fight, fight like that. I've been on one, you know. I remember my sister, she has extreme fear of flying. She, I mean, and she lives in Portland, Oregon, and, you know, we're from Virginia. So anytime she would come home, she would have to get like medication, you know, so she would sleep. And so um, they decided, her family, her and her husband, their kids decided to go take a, a flight just to California from Portland. And the turbulence was so bad when they were going back to Portland, they had ambulances there, they had medical staff there, you know, prepared for this plane to crash. Wow. Say she hasn't been on the plane since. <laughs> she hasn't been on the plane since. That's, can y'all imagine her having that fear and then this happens, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Well, listen. Thank y'all again for another great session of Hot Topics. I hope you all have a great week. Check out see your movie reviews. And when we come when we come back, our interview with the legendary Will Downey. Right back after this. Let's get it all out in the open. Let's have that talk. What you want to know.
turn some pages I got no regrets Cards on the table I've settled all my debts I cleaned up my mess Oh yeah I was rolling In and out of love Trying to find my way to you was living, burning, baby, I was hurting, now I'm only burning for you, and baby, I've got no secrets, or to hide, as imperfect as I am, never tell you lies, I wish I knew your way. Find my way to you I was living, burning Baby, I was hurting Now I'm only burning for you
still proceed, trying to kiss on me But baby, I ain't got these lips for nothing So they come get them and stop fronting Yeah, baby, that's my shit, yeah. Ain't nobody else gonna be hitting it like that I put it down like this Stephen Knight show. Our next guest is a legend with over 30 years in the music industry. He recently released his 24th studio album entitled The Song Garden. Please help me welcome to the show the one and only Grammy nominated Prince of Sophisticated Soul himself, Will Downing. Welcome to the show. Man, thank you, man. Thanks for having me, brother. Glad to be here. Listen, this we've all gone through a lot in the last year or so. How has it been for you? Obviously, it hasn't stopped you from making music because you released two projects. But how has it been for you? Hey, man, it's been about as crazy for me as it's been for everyone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it goes to show you that you're not as smart as you think you are. I kept thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we'll be back in a month. You know, month went by. I was like, yeah, we'll be back in two months. Yep. Two months went by. I'm like, we coming up on a year yeah. and a month. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So. You know what, man, with whatever you're faced with, you just, you know, do the best you can. And as you said, uh, yeah, I put together a whole bunch of music in between that time and, and just did what I normally do, man. But it right. goes you it goes to show you once again that like, say, yeah, maybe I should have went to school, you know, because <laughs> at this all said and done, it's like, that's all you do is sing. Like, and if you can't right. sing, you ass out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all right it is well, let me it. ask you because you know your music i mean your voice in itself i mean it's just uh a national treasure in my opinion oh man thank you when thank did you. you know you could sing uh i didn't man i you know everybody around me kind of told me hey yeah you're a little you know you're a little better than everyone else around you but my parents always kind of told me like all black folks can sing and all black folks are good in sports so you ain't special. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I ain't special. 
but some teachers kind of told me otherwise and kind of pushed me into going into music. So I just kind of followed, you know, uh, my dream as far as that's concerned. I've always enjoyed singing, yeah. but I never thought I'd be making a living at it. And in 30 years into the industry, I mean, did it go by fast or does it feel like 30 <laughs> years? How's it been for you? You know what? It doesn't feel like 30 years, yeah. but it's been a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you look over my shoulder here, if you see all the albums up on the yeah. wall, that's just a few of them. Uh, you know, I do a, 24th album. It's 24. Yeah, 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 yeah. I put out an album pretty much every year and a half, two years. Yeah. Um, you know, in the early days, that was like unheard of, you know, mm -hmm. to put out an album so often. But yeah. now it's like, you know, as soon as you put out an album, folks are like, when's the next one coming? Someone asked me that what a couple of days ago someone sent me something on social i literally like last <laughs> last week they're like, they're like yeah man i said yeah i just released something yeah yeah i got it i got it yeah so what was the next one i'm like you know these things take time to make exactly. not to mention money so right, right yeah people are crazy man they just they just want 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 so if you got the ability to do then do 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 right they want 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 exactly now, I've recorded, I've interviewed a lot of um, artists over the pandemic, and a lot of them have turned to their 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 talent, their music, create new music. How were you motivated to do that during the pandemic? Again, this is your second project in the pandemic. How have you? How were you motivated to do that? Bills. Hey, I'm sorry. Maybe I said that incorrectly. Williams. <laughs> They send Williams to my house. Yeah. Bill, Bill's abbreviation so of William. Now I get Williams. I get grown ass Bills. Right. At Williams at my house. But nah, man. I mean, this is pretty much what I do. Yeah. Um, the pandemic. The only thing that really has affected me in a huge way is the live show. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. So during the week, I'm pretty much here doing what I've always done. I'm, you know, I'm I'm always recording during like the weekdays, like Monday through like say a Thursday, and then we would always leave on a Friday to go do shows on Friday, Saturday, and sometimes mm -hmm. Sunday. And then we would fly back on Monday and then I was back in the studio again. Right. So now I'm basically just making music, you know, seven days a week. Yeah. So I saw on your website that you have some upcoming dates later this year. How do you think that's gonna look for you? You know, cause I know we're all trying to do, you know, trying to have some kind of normalcy, but do things safe. How's it look for you, do you think? You know, I don't know, man. I mean, they're on the calendar, yeah. but I get a phone call, seems like every other day yeah. of, you know, from someone, an agent or a promoter kind of saying, well, you know, what's your, what's, what's 2022 looking like? Right. You know, I literally got that call like two hours ago. Sweet. My agent said, hey, we had a date and so-and-so. Uh, are you free on this date in 2022? I'm going, are we moving a date? Dog? Right. Yeah, yeah, we just want to just look at our options. So yeah. I think that um, one of the, some of the bigger companies about a week ago kind of made an announcement that all the festivals and all of this and that will be a move to 2022. And I think everybody's sort of like, eh, I guess we better follow suit. Yeah. So I'm not sure if, you know, if there's going to be any shows this year. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, no, I get that. I definitely get that. I don't think any of us know what's going to happen, really. You know what I mean? No. Nah, nah, no clue. Well, we got to talk about your uh, syndicated radio show, um, The Wild Down, The Wind Down, excuse me. It's in 20 stations around the world. Tell us everything about that. What can your fans and, and you know, people that want to know more about the show know about it? Well, you know what? I've been doing a show for many, many years now. I yeah. probably started back in like 2000. 
and eight, 2009, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. And it's a weekly show. And what I do is, yeah, I mean, it's different from your regular, mm-hmm. what is uh, known as terrestrial radio. So I'm not just playing the top singles that everyone else is playing. Like, nah, you know, you can go to other stations and go, go do that. So right. what I try to do is uh, if someone releases an album, I try to dig into the album a little bit more, play a song that uh, you wouldn't normally get to hear by this artist. Mm-hmm. I try to introduce new music from new up and coming artists. Yeah. Uh, we have a segment on the show called Interpretations where uh, I play one song by two artists. So you you know, kind of pick and choose who you like best. And that always kind of gets like some really interesting conversation happening online because someone right. will say, I never knew that there was another version before this mm-hmm. one or this one stinks or this one, <laughs> you know, this, this person can't sing, this person, you know, so it always turns into that. And then we always pay tribute to a legendary artist on the show as well. Yeah. Speaking of legendary um, artists, we recently found out today we lost uh, Mark, uh, Mary Wilson of the mm-hmm. um, of the um, Supremes. Supremes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what is you know we seem to be losing a lot of our legends um, now. What does it mean when we to you when we have these losses? You know, we had Cicely Tyson not too long ago. What what are your thoughts when you think about that? Well, I mean, it's exactly as you just said, they're legends, you know what I mean? And I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Miss Wilson probably about two summers ago. I did a festival in uh, Dallas, Texas, Mm -hmm. and she was on the show with uh, two other amazing artists and they were calling themselves the ladies of jazz. So it was it was good to see her, you know, I mean, and good to meet her. Uh, Beautiful woman, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously very talented, legendary and I'm glad I had the pleasure to, you know, kind of give her a roses while she was here. Um, hey, listen, man, the, the, the winner and still champ is time, mm-hmm. you know, and ain't nobody going to beat it. Ain't nobody beat yeah. it yet. Yes. So, you know, uh, you have to make the best of the time that you have while you're here. Mm-hmm. And hopefully if you do enough, you will be put into that le- legendary status. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people will give you your roses now and forever. You'll never be forgotten. So she's left her mark on the world, along with, you know, your Cicely Tysons and, mm-hmm. and our, our stars that are, you know, they're getting older. I mean, that's yeah. just the nature of the beast. You live, you're here, you do what you do, and then you're not. Right. And then, you know, so we have to create and you have to be part of the collective of people that uh, have left some sort of a legacy to be remembered in that regard as well. Most definitely, most definitely. Well, we got to talk about the new album, the song. Boom, let's talk about it. <laughs> So what was your inspiration? Again, it's your second release of the pandemic. What was other than the Bills, the, the Williams? <laughs> what, was your, what was your inspiration in creating this piece of work, body of work? Well, it's weird. I mean, it, it initially started out as a project that, it started out as a single. Uh, I had a single okay. called Right Where You Are, which is on the album. Yeah. Um, I was literally a few days away from going to Europe and I got a phone call from the promoter over in Europe. So he was like, uh, hey man, are you still coming? I said, well, you know, yeah, what, you know, what's the, what the problem is? You know, right. what the problem is? The problem, he was right. like, yeah, yeah, what the problem is? They're like, yeah, we talked to Howard Hewitt and he just canceled. So I'm like, I'm, I'm still, I'm not getting what you're talking about, bro. So I just said, all right, let me call Howard. <laughs> so I picked up the telephone, I called Howard. I said, yo man, what's going on? heard you canceled, you know, the date or you pushed back on the date. So he said, Hey man, this pandemic kind of got me freaked out. I'm like this, you know, this virus. So I said, man, 
I don't know. I called a doctor friend of mine. I, was, I asked her, I said, hey, is it cool? And she was like, Negro, if you get on that plane, if the virus don't kill you, I'm going to kill you. Right. <laughs> so exactly. I immediately got on the phone, called the phone, and said, hey, man, I ain't coming. <laughs> All right. So we'll figure this out. So, of course, the people who had purchased tickets for the date, which was, like I said, I was leaving in a few days right. after that, mm-hmm. you know, they were, like, giving me grief online. So I just kind of said, listen, I'd love to be right where you are, but yeah. can't be. Oh. So it sort of prompted me to, like, okay, let me write this song. I'm trying to get you the best I can. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, I, and right. the song starts like that. So that's how this whole thing started. And then I figured, like I said earlier, that this pandemic was only going to be a few months. I was like, yeah, we'll be back to work in no right. time. A couple of months went by, like, nothing. So I was like, let me write another song. I wrote another one. <laughs> a couple of months went by. I was like, you know what? Let me just keep on writing. Right. And that's what I did. And yeah. before you know it, I had, you know, seven new cuts. Right. And I called it the song Garden because there's a song on there that pretty much speaks to a little bit of everything. So, you know, we have a song uh, called So Many Good Die Young. Yeah, so it kind of speaks to, yeah, so thanks, man. It kind of speaks to, you know, folks that have done some amazing things here on the earth, but unfortunately passed away at a very young age. Yeah. So, you know, we speak to that. We have a song, if you're trying to get proposed and you know what the hell to say, I got a song on there called Say Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got Right Where You Are, which is almost like an old school house tune. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 120 beats per minute, but, you know, beautiful melody and, and uh, great hook. So we have a song on there called Chocolate. <laughs> you know, right. it's got a sexual. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, it's, you can go in the garden. It's just, you can pick from whatever you need. You know, we got you covered. Yeah. And you collaborate with your long-term collaborator and producer, uh, Randy uh, Bowler. Um, right. What's what's the what's the secret sauce there that, that makes you all create these timeless pieces of music? Well, you know what? When you find someone that you work well with and someone who kind of like fills in the gaps of uh, your talent, that's a great combination. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my 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 weaknesses are his strengths mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. So you know, like if you work together with someone long enough, you kind of you get a groove with them. And, you know, we can write like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if, or if I'm lacking in an area, he'll say, hey, man, well, check this out. And it'll inspire me to kind of pick right. my game up and vice versa. Yeah. So, you know, we've probably done, I'm sitting there looking at the wall. I wasn't doing a Stevie Wonder on you. I'm looking at the wall. Uh, one, two, three. We've probably done about five, five albums together. Wow. So, you know, if it ain't broke, yeah, well, <laughs> you know that, that's my mentality. Yeah, up. when you think back, thirty years in the industry, twenty-four albums. You knew the twenty-fourth album just released. Do you still have that hunger and that passion for it, or where do you feel that you are in your career? I mean, I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. You I mean, I yeah, man. I I genuinely enjoy the creative process. Um, uh, it, it's funny, man, because you know us being home. Okay, here's what with most musicians and or singers or recording artists. Right. When you're at home, you want to be on the road. Yeah. When you're on the road, you want to be at home. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of like the best of both worlds for me uh-huh. right now. I mean, I was getting I was getting burned out being on the road. Yeah. So this was a great opportunity for me to be home, recharge my battery, and record. Yeah. At the same time. Like I can't ask for a better scenario than that. And if 
if anyone else is out there is like me, if you put out a piece of crap music after being at home and being able to craft it as any way that you want and sit with it for as long as you want, then you should be doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm loving it, man. I'm having the opportunity to like really sit down and, and to, to absorb these lyrics mm -hmm. and to try to emote like what these lyrics mean to the listening public. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great time, man. As, despite the pandemic, yeah, it's right. a great time to be creative and to make music and to do all the things that you said, you know, you've been trying to do or wanting to do. Right. Can't get no better time than this. So exactly. no excuses, exactly. no excuses. Well, the album is called The Song Garden is available now. What's the best way for everyone to keep up with you and everything you have going on? Well, um, if you want to help a brother out and you want to buy a hard copy of it, which, you know, uh, a lot of people don't do that right. these days. They do right. digital. But I got you covered in both ends. If you want to get a hard copy, you can come to theprinceofsophisticatedsoul.com, which is my website. And you can pick up a hard copy and I'll autograph it for you if you like. And you can pick up some of the older music as well. You can also download the music there. Or you can go to the, the usual haunts of Amazon, or you can go to iTunes or whatever. Um, you want to keep up with me and what I'm doing and or not doing, uh, you can always come to my website, willdowning.com, and it'll tell you where I'm going, where I ain't going. Right. Uh, keep up with me that way as well. You can hit me on Instagram, I'm willdowning3. On Facebook, I'm willdowning singer and willdowning. And there you go. That's all I got. <laughs> Well, Donovan, man, thank you so much. It is an honor talking to you tonight. And I wish you nothing but success with this album and everything coming. And uh, for more information, go to our website, thestephenightshow.com. We'll be right back after this. Boom. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. She from overseas uh -huh. Valentino lingo when she talk to me, talk to me. And she drippy Gucci on her feet uh -huh. Yeah, she show me love when she comforts me Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, she active I hit it, I smash it That thing fantastic, you know In my fast whip, 200 on dash and wall Yeah, we going up, so you know she from with us uh, yeah. Hope you don't got a man, girl She elite, she a hottie, I'm a fan, girl
with a digital designer. Rats, they stand in my sway, splash, drip, turn off in the hard transition. I got the racks, bad men. I'm playing with packs, pains, bitch. My flip from Japan, tan, Ricky, Mike Santana, Japan, brick. F and blue tip, pain, stick. I'm rocking Louis Vuitton like I'm Chris. I see shit different. Gucci, lenses, limo, rover, rack, bins. Got it off the street, we independent. I've been trapping, been a fit. Gotta feed my three dependent niggas, telling folks. I'm a ducker when I hit her. I don't love her, I don't miss her. Why you hug her and you kiss her? I would kill her, he'll kill her. monkey nuts like we gorilla. We ain't no misses, we some hitters. They going broke, we getting rich. Pull up with a stick and I hit it. I won't never ever leave a witness. Put my wrist in the pot and I whip it. The fish in the water like I'm going fish. These niggas, they hot. Tell it, tip it. I got that water, splash, dip it. Bust open the chicken, serene, brick. I'm serving that Bobby Brown with a digital designer. Rats, they stand in my sway. These niggas they broke, they lying well These niggas they mouth rats Tell somebody gon' need a paramedic I need 30 courage steps This drink go kickin' like it's Texas It's goose and geek and neck We come, they run and leave and step Can't leave the house without the weapon I got Glock and Smith and Weston I got A.R.'s, Mac 11 Niggas broke, they bitches stress They goin' through a great depression My crap, she guilty, red ass Everybody, it's me, Will Downing. Yeah, listen, I got some new music out. We're gonna talk about it on the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Our next guest is a jack of all trades, from modeling to his blogs, and that's just to name a few. But he's adding to his resume with a new podcast, the Tall Talk Podcast, which he launches next month. Tonight he joins us to discuss it all. Please help me welcome to the show, Ron Mosley. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Stephen. It's been a, it's been a minute since we. Uh, talking right. and work together exactly exactly you had me out and doing a photo shoot early early morning one sunday <laughs> but no yeah <laughs> well listen so you know we're all going through this pandemic um hopefully we're going on the tail end of it although some people are saying it may be a few years how have you been doing through all this uh it's it's been a very interesting experience um it's a lot of I mean, I, I guess it's a lot of good and bad. Um, I think the good is we, it, it's made us slow down a bit and made us kind of like take inventory of things that's really important. Right. And, 
try and work on some things and work on ourselves uh, because a lot of people lost their jobs. You know, you have to be creative with means of income and, um, you know, trying things that you probably wouldn't have tried before and stepping out and just yeah. kind of like making making things happen. So I think that that was definitely a good thing for a lot of people. Um, I really don't want to talk about the bad because we're not into 2020 no more. So. <laughs> Right, right. We all experienced some bad last year, but you know we made it through. So you know, thankful for that. Most definitely, most definitely. Well, I know your model. A lot of people, your, a lot of your your branding is tall, tall. And for pe people watching, it's because he's six ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm six ten. Yeah, six ten. Um, so tell us about your modeling because I know that you, you frequently, you know, between your blog, we talk about. Um, and you post your, your different modeling. How have you been able to do that during the pandemic? The pandemic, the pandemic definitely slowed things down because a lot of things were canceled this last, last year that I was supposed to do. Right. Um, Full Figure Fashion Week canceled and the awards was canceled. Um, even the shoot that I, you know, I booked the Johnny Big campaign in December of 2019. And we were supposed to shoot again in 2020, but they're they're based out of Australia, oh. so they weren't letting them fly into the states. Yeah. So we couldn't do that shoot, which was like y'all messing with my money now. Right. 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 <laughs> so you know that was kind of upsetting. Um, and it was a couple other things that you know go through go on throughout the year that you know we had to cancel because of the social distancing and no large groups and stuff like that. So it kind of slowed things down, but I did manage to book. A few things also still um i had a campaign with uh fred b grooming um mm -hmm. which is uh hair care products and beard grooming products for men so we yeah. shot that and we actually shot that here in atlanta um so that was you know good because it was it came unexpected um so i was able to do that still kind of keep moving and doing things um right. like i said but things did slow down but i was you know grateful for that opportunity and um to just kind of like still do my own thing and kind of keeping myself out there during this time period where, you know, you can't really travel as much. So hopefully things will pick back up soon. Now, what do you think? Cause a lot of people, they come to Atlanta to vacation and get away because Atlanta is wide open. Well, most places That's you can't have more than six people in the house. Atlanta, they said, what's the tummy? They are spread wide open. And it's, it's crazy because a lot of those people that come here be the people that come here and cause the problems and then they take their asses back home. Like, <laughs> you know, I was talking to one of my friends and uh, he was out here recently and he told me he caught COVID out here. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, you know, it's, I understand the fact that a lot of these businesses wanted to get back open and get back moving yeah. because it's the way they feed their family and whatnot. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we got to be cautious with things and, and like, some of these clubs were still packed out. You see it on Instagram, you see the videos and it's like, there's no way you could social distance at a club. So it's mm -hmm. like some, some of those things are kind of like to the extreme. And I think that people don't really, you know, think, think it all out. Like, you know, this is, it could be an event where everybody in here could end up catching COVID. Like you got to think about stuff like that. And I, you know, I'm at the point where the club seeing this thing for me anyway. So right. I'd be the one falling asleep in the club. <laughs> so I'm good on that part. I stay away from that. I go to work and I come home. But other than that, yeah, it's crazy. Well, tell us about your blog. Cause I know you've been doing the blog for a while now. And um, 
and I followed it over the years. Tell us about your blog. The blog, so the blog, I created it basically as a way to help other tall guys, like inspire them with, you know, fashion. Um, I, I also was a licensed personal trainer, so I, I would do uh, health posts and workout posts too. Mm -hmm. And just talk about different, you know, lifestyle things. You know, one thing about being tall, people can't tend to think that that's all you are. And I know you've got that before. Yeah. It's like people will ask you how tall you are before they ask your name. And it's just like, you know, I'm a human being too. Like, <laughs> I'm not just tall. <laughs> but you remember that time we went out to eat years ago and uh, this, it was a father and son. He asked us what team we play on. Yeah. And we talked from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that happens all the time. It's like people just, just, you know, they, I don't, I don't, maybe it's because we're tall and we don't, you, we don't get to see ourselves the other way, the way people right. see us. Right. So it doesn't really like affect us in that way. Now, when I do see other tall people, I feel like, oh, we're the same tribe. Like I do right. get that feeling, but I don't like fan out on them and be like, oh my God, you're tall. Cause I know how irritating that can be. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I basically created the blog for those intentions. So people, because a, a lot of tall guys aren't confident. And I used to be one of them who wasn't confident in my height and kind of like would fade into the background or try to not to be seen. But you can't do that because you, <laughs> you won't be seen. Yeah. Everybody's going to see you. Yeah. So um, and it was a means of me, you know, helping other people. And I got a lot of good feedback when it first came out and it's still been going strong. And um, I, I, I feel like I reach a lot of people and I give people, give guys something that they might, you know, need as far as inspiration. And I'm always, like, I always tell people, you can email me, ask me questions. Right. Um, where I, I, one thing that I do love is to shop. So I, I'm, I'm available to help people if they need styling or, you know, just have different things. And I've helped guys out, like finding things for specific events and stuff like that. So it's been a good thing. And that's actually how the modeling kicked off because I had kind of came up, gave, gave up on, you know, trying to model. But once the blog came out, more people reached out to me and said, Hey, would you like to do this? And from there, it's just like, I got more recognition and I was like, well, I'm not going to turn this away. So <laughs> yeah. So on top of everything else you got going on, I'm minding my own business on Facebook the other day and I see <laughs> the Tall Talk podcast. I'm like, what do you got going on now? <laughs> Tell us about the podcast. What can we expect? And what was your inspiration for it first? So the inspiration behind the podcast, you know, the Tall Talk was like when I interviewed you for the blog. Mm -hmm. So the Tall Talk basically was an interview session. And I came up with that idea because I was like, maybe I should interview other guys. You know, I think when I created the blog, I didn't want it to just be me, me, me on the blog and yeah. pictures of me. So I was like, I could interview other guys, do a photo shoot with them, showcase their style, ask them questions about their style, you know, what they do for a living, just, just to kind of show everybody's not an athlete. We don't all don't make it to the pros yeah. and we have different backgrounds and some guys are, you know, some tall, tall guys are really smart and have like, you know, really good careers that they, they actually use their brain because right. most of the time we, they think that, you know, he's just yeah. tall and stupid. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I wanted to interview guys to, to kind of showcase their different backgrounds and, you know, fields and everything. So I was toying around with the idea of doing a podcast and a friend of mine was like, well, why don't you tall, turn the tall talk into a podcast? And I was like, you know what? That is a good idea. And from there, I kind of like expanded even more because I was like, I don't want it to just be 
yeah, it's gonna be the tall talk inspired by tall people and right. gonna talk about tall things, but I also wanna talk about other stuff that's important too, like mental health, um, health in general, uh, you know, current events, topics that's going on in the world today. I wanna to talk about that also. And I also, I haven't really like announced it yet, but I have a special guest host who's gonna be on the show with me too, who's gonna to be speaking from the female perspective of tall oh, nice. women. Oh so, yeah. Um, we're gonna be releasing that soon um, on who she is, and it's, it's someone people who know me probably know her also. So it, it, I think it's a, a good combination. Um, okay. And she has a blog also, and she brings you know her own audience, and I think it'd be a good mixture of you know both worlds. Mm -hmm. A lot of um, people over the um, you know the pandemic created podcasts, you know, as a way, especially a lot of actors and and, and um, artists that couldn't work or couldn't um you know travel tour they did podcasts do you see that as the the next big trend i do see podcasts as an, a trend because i think it's a way for people to get out their creativity and to yeah. like let their voice be heard on certain topics for me i think it's going to help me because i can be kind of like i say i i i'm social but i'm not social <laughs> and i think I need to talk more. I think people want to hear me talk. They want to hear my opinions and, and right. hear me talk about different things. So I think it'd be good for me to kind of get me out of my shell a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and to just show that, you know, I do have a, a pretty good sense of humor, I believe. I mean, right. I make my friends laugh. <laughs> um, and just to show, you know, my opinion on different things that's going on in the world today. And I also was telling a friend, I was like, you know, she has a podcast and I think you never realize who you could be helping and who you reach yeah, like, with yeah. your story. Yeah. And I've had people reach out to me from the blog, you know, like, hey, you know, I didn't think that I could find things like this in my size, or, you know, you inspired me to get out and shop more and to care more about my personal appearance. Mm -hmm. And you you never know. Like the, the the world is so big and sometimes we don't realize that, you know, once it's out on the internet, is that everybody is out there. And you don't know who's watching, who's seeing, and who's being inspired by you. So I think, you know, podcasts are good because it's it's something out there for everybody. It's a podcast yeah. out there for everybody that to, to listen to and to get, you know, information from, you know. So I, think, I think it's a good thing that, you know, podcasts are becoming as popular as they are. Yeah. yeah. So when does yours air and where can we, where can we watch it? So listen. the release date of the podcast is actually going to be on my birthday. So okay. Monday, March 8th is going to be, that's my target. I'm, no, I'm not going to say that's my target. That's the day it's going to, I'm going to have it done. The first yeah, episode out by then. Um, but I think after that, the the normal release date is going to be Wednesday. It's going to come out every, you know, try to have one every out every Wednesday. But the first episode will definitely be out on my birthday. Nice. And where can we, where can we uh, watch it or listen to it? The podcast is going to be on all of the platforms. Okay. Um, on Apple, Spotify, uh, what are the other ones? I, I'm still learning all of the forms that the podcast can be wherever on. You, wherever you watch or listen to your podcast, it'll be on there. It's going to be there. I'm going to make sure that it's there. <laughs> right. So what else you got coming on down the future? I think there's some other projects you're working on. I, I'm still going to be working with uh, Johnny Big and um, probably do some more stuff with Fred B. Grooming. I just recently did a campaign it's just a social media campaign for uh, Durex uh, condoms. Um, 
I am working on going to work on some uh, merchandise for the podcast. So some maybe some tall talk hoodies and t-shirts yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and just overall, just growing my brand more, um, getting my name out there more. Uh, I've been working with an acting coach, so that's something that I'm you know working on too. Uh, just trying to get myself out there more, and I, th- and I think I'm I'm close to where I want to be. It's just like I'm right on the edge of it, so I'm just you know pushing myself more and more. Well, listen, the podcast is called Talk, the Talk Talk Podcast, March eighth. It's gonna be wherever you listen to your podcast. Ron Mosley, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Wish you nothing but continued success in all that you do. And uh, for more information, go to our website, thestevenightshow.com, and we will be right back. sunlight can't believe i had you going all night a touch here pulled hair back it up right there girl you know you did some things to me slowly got me thinking i should call you my shorty you the type that i could bring around the homies down for me i ain't never gotta worry worry tease me kiss me squeeze me tell me that you miss me tell me you and i are meant to Forever you and I see why Cause I'm that guy Love at first sight when you caught my eye Never do I ever wanna make you cry Baby be mine and we'll fly so high So high
Sipping on my worries, no, it's on my worries. 
Why you sippin' Starly? Ride a copper oh, I am such a OG Someone call the police Cause no one can hold me They be getting mad though Cause I'm getting mad though Hating on my cash flow I am such a asshole No, I'm just a OG Get on my worries, no we sippin' Molly Why you sippin' Starly? Ride a copper Ollie I am such a OG Someone call the police Cause no one can hold me They be gettin' mad though Cause I'm gettin' mad though Hatin' on my cash flow I am such a asshole No, I'm just a OG Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Adam, how's it going? It's going good, Stephen. How are you guys? Can't complain. How's the weather in DC? It's uh, it's cold, but you know what? It's it snowed this morning, but then it turned into rain by this afternoon and by this evening. It was uh, you know, like in the mid to upper thirties, which is good for this time of year. So it, it, it's not bad, all we're things good. considered. We're good. All right, well, let y'all get uh, take it away. Sure thing. So I, uh, I don't know about you, Chige, but I feel like we're finally getting back into the groove of at least movies worth watching coming out. Uh, yes, yes, this, yes, yes. This past weekend, uh, I only got to see one movie, but uh, there was a lot of good stuff. Minari, which if, uh, it's about this uh, South Korean family moving to build a farm in Arkansas in the 80s. It's been getting a lot of hype. Uh, I Care A Lot, which is the latest Rosamund Pike movie where she plays a con artist that tricked the elderly into giving her guardianship uh, so she can take their money. And then she kind of meets like meets her match and this uh, latest person's like the unexpected person. Uh, and then even like on the, the Disney Plus side, there's this Flora and Ulysses about this girl who finds a squirrel with superpowers. Uh, and of course, little fun hijinks occur. So a lot of good stuff coming out right now. We're finally getting in the groove. The movie I saw was Nomadland. And this is the latest movie starring Frances McDormand about a woman in her 60s in about 2011 that lives in her van. So her husband's passed away. Uh, after the Great Recession and the town that she lived in shut down essentially because it held a plant that was there for manufacturing and mining. And so it's really her story and it is a slice of life movie so there's not really a plot per se but it's really just about how she goes about her life. She works part time at an Amazon plant during the holidays then she drives to another park uh, and she works with the uh, park services to clean up campgrounds. And it's really about this kind of unseen or maybe underseen side of uh, kind of the, the American Midwest of people who live in vans or live in RVs and just travel from place to place with uh, no homes in particular, but really just to kind of 
be out there and work little jobs and just kind of keep going on and support each other in the community. So it was a pretty good movie. Again, don't expect too much plot wise. And Frances McDormand, as we know from Fargo, uh, from Three Billboards, everything she does is great. And she really sells this authenticity of someone that is living in her van and just going from place to place to place on kind of an endless cycle uh, with her life. So it's on Hulu. So if you have a subscription, it's free to watch. But uh, if you're in the mood for it, I would definitely highly recommend it. Um, Again, it just gives you that picture of kind of a U.S. that you don't normally see. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, Frances uh, McDormand, she normally picks pretty good projects. You know, she's Mm -hmm. been solid with the type of work she does. I like her as an artist. Yep. I actually saw there's uh, four things I'm going to talk about. Uh, The first thing being I streamed my first uh, virtual play uh, over the weekend. And this, the play is called Sin Eaters, and it's out of the uh, theater exile house uh, out of Philadelphia. And my, my, my buddy and my uh, other business partner, uh, David Rain, him and his uh, partner, B. Jean No, star in it. And Sin Eaters is a, is a story about a woman who takes on a job as a... Um, I guess uh, a protector of uh, uh, for content on social media where basically she sifts through all of the content to take out all the bad stuff before the public gets to see it. So she has to absorb a lot of negativity and it's like stuff of depravity and um, it starts to affect her in a very profound way and she starts to flip out and how that affects her home life. Um, with uh, David's character being her partner and how that affects him and the dynamics of their home. More so than for me, the storyline, because the storyline was very good. It, 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 it read to me like a, um, a thriller. It's more like a thriller. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it was really intense. Like you were really, they, they drew you in. But what was more dynamic than the storyline for me is the fact that this is a production that was basically a play and it's done in um, David and uh, Bijan was able to do it in their home, in their basement. And they uh, have a, a tenant that lives there that happens to be a cinematographer. So they were basically able to pull it off, nice. um, basically using just two rooms in their home. Uh, and it came off without a hitch. And it really did feel like I was watching a play uh, there was there was a couple scenes when she goes to work where the the uh, the scene changes where it does seem like she's somewhere else, mm-hmm. and that part even felt like it was a part of the play. Uh, I, I gave the two. I actually interviewed them on my other show, and I gave them two kudos because they pulled it off seemingly. It was just them and their little crew. They did not have a whole bunch of people. Uh, all the rehearsals and stuff that they did, it was over Zoom meetings. Uh, they did by iPhone and laptops. <laughs> it was pretty ingenious. If you could check it out, uh, go to theaterexile.org and order your tickets. It's only going to be running until the 28th. And you have 48 hours in that purchase to watch it. It's really, really good. I would not send you there to watch it if it was trash. You know me. Oh, check that's it awesome. Out. Yeah, I was just about to ask um, you to watch it. So yeah. that's good to know. Yeah, check that out. Again, theaterexile.org. 
It's called Sin Eaters. <clears throat> so the next film that I saw, it's called Bloodlines and Bami. And this is the uh, Grace Jones documentary. This had been out for a while and I just haven't seen it. And I had all intentions on seeing it. I just didn't know where I could see because it. it was in the theaters and then it wasn't, it disappeared. Uh, but I found it on Amazon Prime and I've always been fascinated with Grace Jones because I just think that she's an iconic enigma. She does so much and she's so out there and she's so brazen, but you don't really know much about her personal life. And the fact that she decided to do a documentary, I, I wanted to jump on that to get to learn more about her. And uh, basically she goes back home to Jamaica and you get to meet her family. And you know she's a mother, she's a grandmother and they, they show her at, in her home life, but they also show her um, on tour and she's basically uh, performing and she's, I've never seen a Grace Jones show ever in my life, but she's a dynamic performance artist. It's not just about the music and mm -hmm. it's not just about the aesthetic, it's the combination and she creates these illusions on stage. And you know, Grace Jones, I mean, everyone has seen Boomerang, knows Stranger. You've seen her in her, her wildest. You've seen her in the Conan movies. You've seen her as the Bond girl. She's, she's androgynous. She's out there. She's wacky. Um, she used to be a supermodel. Uh, it's a lot to the lady. Mm -hmm. But to see her on stage in her own element performing, you know, these songs. And Grace, Miss Jones, please don't beat me up. She's not the best singer, but she's an awesome performer. And what I really enjoyed was the whole effect of everything that she was doing. So it's, it's, her, it's her performance, plus the aesthetic, her costuming, the band, the, the stage presence, all of that stuff, it all works. It works out in her favor. I thought it was really good. And you got to see uh, behind the scenes with her and see how she dealt with her bands and her being a boss lady and her being vulnerable when she talks about men and her mm -hmm. past, her childhood. It's, it's really, really interesting. I, I really enjoyed it. So definitely check that out uh, if you want to know more about Grace Jones. Uh, so I don't know if you've started watching any of the WandaVision yet. On no, so no spoilers, sorry. Okay, I won't give any spoilers, but I will say this. When I first started watching WandaVision, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I started to get upset because I take my comic stuff very seriously. And... I was blown away after I got into maybe the third episode and I figured out what was going on. I'm like, oh, this is freaking genius. I love the, what they did with the storyline. And this is post Thanos. This mm -hmm. is after Thanos. This is after the death of her, her love vision, but it's called WandaVision. And of course, vision is in WandaVision, but you have to see what's going on to understand it. And I won't say any more, but I would definitely say, check it out. I'm in love with how they're delivering this. I thought that they were thinking out of the box. They created a, a storyline that was very genuine and um, it real being. So definitely yeah. check that out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've heard good things and I'll, yeah, I'll wait till the whole season's over so I could just watch it over a weekend. Yeah, Yeah, don't let anybody tell you anything because once you figure out what's going on like if you figure out before you start watching it what's going on, it's going to spoil that thing for you. Okay, you need yeah. to have that thing where you have that realization like, oh, you need to have that because that's yep, the artistic that moment. Experience. Yep. Yeah, you got to have that. So definitely check that out. And lastly, there is a documentary on HBO called Alabama Snake. 
And this follows um, the religious practices of an Appalachia town. It's called um, Scottsboro, Alabama. And the preacher's name is Glenn Summerford. Glenn Summerford was charged with attempted murder of his wife via rattlesnake. Hmm. So he is a preacher and they do the whole holiness, but they use serpents in their religious practices. And it's alleged that he tried to kill his wife, but he used one of the rattlesnakes as a weapon. And um, the documentary basically follows the story and they get down to brass stacks of, did he really try to kill her? Uh, was it an accident or was he really trying to murder his wife? I think that it was very interesting because that whole that whole lifestyle, you know, uh, snake uh, worshippers and snake charmers and um, backwood mm -hmm. Appalachia country and you know, it was just a little eerie, a little eerie, and also very interesting. I've always found um, folklore of Appalachia pretty interesting, and they talk about a little bit about that in this movie. It was it's a little dark, but it, damn sure interesting. Nice. So check it out. Nice. You see something, Stephen? Huh? Did you see something? I did, but you know, I never remember the name of stuff. Um, I, I did see. Um, well, give us a synopsis, and we can see if we can guess for you. I'm trying to think what was the last thing I saw. Guess that movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah right. No, I'm about to watch. Um, BT has a a new special. Um, that it, it started. It's I think it's like a six part. It started um, over the weekend, and it's about just talking about the race relations in this country and kind of what we all have to do. To um, so I'm, I'm gonna watch that tonight, the first part of that tonight. But um, yeah, I just put on something. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm about to start writing it down. Well, yeah, we'll wait till Big Brother comes back, then you can right. have something to talk about. <laughs> Although 911 is is uh, back on tonight, and that's a really good show, by the way, with Angela Bassett. And they're really a lot of these shows are really taking on the whole COVID um, you mm -hmm. know, situation. This is us is doing a great job with that. Um, Queen Sugar's back. Did you watch that? Yes, yeah? yes, oh. I did. I don't know how I could not talk about Queen Sugar. Oh my god! Um, so it's speculation. I'm 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 not going to talk about any of the plot of Queen Sugar right now. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll wait for maybe a couple of episodes when it really starts to pick up. Mm -hmm. But uh, the big speculation is is Miss Retina Wesley pregnant? because in the first episode she looks a little plump if you're not pregnant retina um please forgive me but no, she um, looks a little thicker yeah yeah she looks a little she's not, her, she, she's not wearing you know the the form-fitting clothing anymore she looks a little but i'm sure she, i'm sure she they shot during quarantine so she might have picked up some weight like most of us <laughs> that could that could be true that could be true but anyway okay. I, i'll give you that <laughs> Well, thank you guys as always. Let us know what to waste our time or not waste our time on, and uh, and have a great week. <laughs> yeah, you too, Stephen. <laughs> right back after this. <laughs>
when it comes to you Appeal. Minus 12, you got sex appeal, and I pay to play 
it ain't tricking. You know I got it. The way you bop it, make me drop it like ten bands. Damn, I'm spinning on you, spinning on you. Designer, no stars. You got an axe, it's yours. You shaking on guard, and I'm standing up, watching you throw it back. I need more of that silk shake. Hold up, wait, it's a bop, it's a bop, it's a bop, 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 bop. From the hood to Hollywood, we gon' bop, 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 bop. Get your bag, baby. Get your bag, baby. Get your bag, get your bag, get your bag, baby. It's a bop, it's a bop, it's a bop, 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 bop. From the hood to Hollywood, we gon' bop, 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 bop. Get your bag, baby. Get your bag, baby. Get your bag, get your bag, get your bag, baby. You got all my attention, and I'm where you missing. We gon' leave before tonight. Want you to say? Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Janera, how's it going? Great. How are you? Can't complain, can't complain. How's things going with you? I know you've been busy. I have been. I told you work is killing me. It is, it's like literally it's killing me smalls. I can't, I can't keep up. How about you? Can't complain, just trying to get through everything, you know. You know how yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Your birthday's coming up. You have anything planned? 
No. To <laughs> I would I would like to uh be without a kid for about 48 hours, but that's probably not gonna happen. <laughs> well, I hope you do something great to celebrate it. I'm I'm sure he'll plan something. I have no idea what it's gonna be though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta be creative during COVID, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Fingers crossed. Lined up for us. I'll let you guys take it away. I do. Um, you know, I'm thinking that because we're heading into spring, I thought that I would be able to find more sales, but it's I will I will let you know that I was able to find something because I'm me. Uh, but I wasn't able to find as much as I like because I'm me. <laughs> anyway, so you'll see what I mean. Uh, so I just, I'm going to go ahead and get started. So um, the first sale that I'm going to start off with is Express. So now through March 17th, uh, you can shop Express and get $15 off of your $30 purchase, $30 off of your $100 purchase, $40 off of your $120 purchase, and $75 off of your $200 purchase. Plus you can get all jeans at 50% off. So that's now through March 17th. Uh, BCBG Max Azria is having a sale on all of their coats and capes. Um, if you shop there now, you can get 60% off of every coat and cape they have. Um, Macy's is having a flash sale today only, and it's on women's shoes only. So they're doing this now. I think they've been doing this since COVID started. Mm -hmm. um, so if you shop there now, you can get 50% to 75% off of uh, select women's shoes. Uh, Gap is having, I'm sorry, uh, Gap is, is not necessarily having a sale, but you can get free shipping on your purchase, free shipping and returns, which is all, which is not something that they normally do. Normally, Gap gives you free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. So, uh, or actually sometimes it might be, I know, I'm sorry, it is $35 or more for Gap, Navy, and Banana Republic. Mm -hmm. So you can shop there now and get, uh, you know, and get free shipping on anything. There is no minimum purchase. Um, Old Navy is doing the same thing with the free shipping. You can get $35 free shipping on everything. No, um, no, no limited purchase required, uh, no limited amount required, but you can also get 50% off of all kids and babies items. Uh, today is the last day to shop Victoria's Secrets. Uh, to, ah, I'm sorry. I'm so tongue tied to shop Victoria's Secrets and get 30% uh, off of uh, select items from their logo shop. So that's everything with the VS all over it. I think you ladies know what I mean, some of you guys. Um, who buying it for, whomever. Right. Uh, today's last day to shop and tailor and get 40% off of uh, tops and sweaters. Plus you can get 40, uh, $40, uh, you can get pants and denim for $40. Um, pants and denim and plus you can get dresses for just um, 50 to 75 dollars so that's every every dress that they have in the store and last but not least j crew is having a sale on all of their full price items only and if you shop there now you can get 30 percent off of your purchase if you are shopping online you have to use code sell time and that's one word s-a-l-e-t-i-m-e -E, um, at checkout and that's all i have for you guys today this is some good stuff. And then go to uh, jengenuinely.com for more information. Yes, they surely can. All right, Janelle. Well, thank you as always. Have a great week. Thank you, Stephen. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right back All after right. this. She likes to read books on philosophy.
She only eats at small cafes She questions every single part of me She makes me better every day It's not the way she styles her hair Or the design of clothes she wears Her silhouette's one of a kind But most of all She's got a beautiful mind She's got a beautiful mind She's got a beautiful mind So many girls I see Are wild and lovable But I'm looking for my queen My Claire Huxtable The black American dream, it sounds so wonderful. The only thing I need, my Claire Huxtable. My Claire, Claire, my Claire Huxtable. My Claire, Claire, my Claire Huxtable. We'll be in a brownstone and BK, listen to Stevie and Coltrane. I know that she out there for me. A few kids, one day, a couple of Lisa, a bonnies, I know that she out there for me. Oh yeah, so many girls I see are wild and lovable. But I'm looking for my queen, my Claire Huxtable. The black American dream sounds so wonderful. Everything I need, my Claire Huxtable. Back to the Stephen Knight Show, Aaron Cosby. How are you feeling? The one and only, yes, Stephen Knight. 
How's it going, brother? Very busy, law school, doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's getting it's getting rough now, man. I mean, it's cool, but you know, the studying, the yeah. midterms are coming up, and we're still in this this COVID situations, so classes are still online. And it's yeah. just it's just weird, but anyway, all is well. What about yourself? Good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Just grinding as always, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. What's going on in the world of sports? Nothing. Osaka. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's something. Okay. I mean, it's it's something. All right. Not much. But no, actually, no, 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 no. The Australian Open. Mm-hmm. Serena Williams. So close, man. She yeah. got so close, but Naomi took her down and and she and Naomi actually ended up winning. Yeah, the, her the fourth, Oscar, right? No, yeah, her fourth Grand Slam, I believe. So yeah. she never lost one. Patience, yeah, she is, man. She is it. She is the number one to me, in in my opinion. I think that she is is the number one female tennis player in the world, hands down. I mean, yeah, I love the way the fact that she said, um, you know, at the press conference after she won that. If she she's hoped that she's able to play long enough, so someone who's watching her can say that was my favorite player growing up, kind of like she does, Serena. Serena, you know? yeah, oh, oh, nice, yeah, yeah. But um, there was a lot of speculation about Serena because when she left the match after the she lost, um, she waved. You know, it was kind of like a goodbye wave. And at the press conference, they asked her, um, you know, do you think you'll be retiring? Which they they keep asking her that, and um. She said, I probably would never announce that if I did. And then, you know, she ended up leaving kind of emotionally. But a lot of people think they keep saying it's time for her to retire, time to retire. But my thing is, it's not like she's losing first round. She made it to the third round. And um, right. still, right. of course, right. we reckon with, yeah. I mean, are they telling that to her sister? I don't hear people talking about Venus needs to retire like right. that. And I understand that, you know, maybe because Venus isn't at that level, right. but that just tells you that Serena is still at that level. Right. Serena knows she does not need to retire. You know, Emmy's only uh, 33 years old. Serena's, what, 39? Right, right, right. Serena is good, y'all. Look, we going through a lot in the world right now. You know, like, just, you don't know what's going on with, with her and, you know, and family, whatever things, or just stress, man, just stress. And... She got, she lost to right. the better player. I mean, and if I was Serena, at least I lost to the woman who actually ended up winning the Australian Open. You know what I'm saying? Like, win, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like she lost to a lower ranking player. You know, like it was kind of like, oh, then it'd be like, okay, Serena, you, what's up? But she lost to the, the champ. So right. I think Serena, what she needs to do, if I was her coach, like Serena, COVID going on right now, you know, whatever. Let's just use this as a motive, as motivation. Because I think with Serena right now, like many of the young greats, they need something to energize them, to motivate them, to, you know, to kind of getting back to that to that level. Tom Brady's done it. Michael Jordan's done it. LeBron James has done it. And I don't see Serena Williams. I don't see why she couldn't do it. So... I, I'm not counting her out. Yeah, no, 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 not counting her out at all. Still the goat. She is the goat. 
Yes. And she, and also she, I think she's at 23 Grand Slams. I believe that she's tied for the most. She right. wants to, wants that right. yeah, yeah. she wants that, that 24th. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she's not going to retire. Nah, she's not retiring y'all. Chill, chill with that. Yeah, she's not retiring. No. Um, did you hear about Deion Sanders? You know, he's, he's the head coach at, at um, Jackson State. Mm -hmm. They got a W. You know, I don't know if you know or not, but the football season starting for um, for the SWAT conference. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they won. They 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 crushed their um, opponent like 50, 53 nothing or fifty three. It it was it was a really good win. So, congratulations, Dion, and congratulations and Jackson and Jackson State. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. That's pretty much it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, also, no, let me, let me say this. Um, big ups to my man, Juwan Howard, the head coach of the University of Michigan, man. Like, they are balling. Mm -hmm. The University of Michigan basketball team, men's basketball team, mm -hmm. they are balling out. Juwan Howard, I don't know if you know who Juwan Howard is. Yeah. You just saying, yeah, yeah, do you? Of course. Who, okay, who? Who is Juwan Howard? Basketball player. Go ahead. Mm. Okay, can we get more than that? He's a head coach now, but yes, he was a basketball player. Yes. Yeah. That's it? That, that's all you got? Mm -hmm. Okay. Dang. <laughs> Are they doing more? I can so go there. I'm going to go. I'm going to get you offline, brother. But yeah, okay. Are they doing March Madness this year? There is March Madness this year. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. They announced that um, there actually will be March Madness and that fans will be in attendance at the games. Now, at what level, yeah. maybe 25%, 50%, whatever, yeah. we'll, we, that's still to be um, determined, but fans will be at the games. Did you hear about now they're having a lot of the, at the sports arenas, um, they have COVID sniffing dogs in the lines when you come in and they're 95% accurate. Anyway, so um, back to <laughs> Javon Howard. So just, just so everybody knows, including Stephen Knight, he was a member of the Fab Five. If you remember the University of Michigan, Fab Five, right, Chris yeah, Weber, yeah. Javon Howard, Jalen Rose, yep. Ray Jackson, Jimmy King. Okay. All right. You don't know. All right. Anyway. All right. So, yeah. So dr drug sniffing dogs. So they're COVID sniff sniffing dogs at these games now. Yeah, okay. And a 95% accurate. 95% yeah, accurate. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Look, they're, they're trying to find ways to get things back to normal. Looking so, okay. I'm, I, I don't know how you can smell COVID, but okay. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I don't well, know how dogs have an innate sense anyway. And so I, I guess they utilize So whatever. what they do, get COVID and smell. Like, I, I, are, are they saying that maybe a person who's infected with COVID gives off some some kind of odor that a non-COVID having person doesn't? Like, I, I, don't, know. I don't get that. I'm, I'm just, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I'm, hmm. All right. Well, we leave it right there. I'm going to leave it there. Right. <laughs> As always, thank you for giving us your take. And uh, Absolutely. we'll be right back after this.
why you keep, why you keep loving me wrong? I'm tired, I'm tired, and I'm moving on. You feel me, you feel me? No, I'm like a bum. Stop loving me, loving me, loving me wrong. Why you keep, why you keep loving me wrong? I'm tired, I'm tired, and I'm moving on. You feel me, you feel me? No, I'm like a bum. Stop loving me, loving me, loving me. I was with you, but living the Feeling my head and feeling my tank Ain't I was so dumb to stay in the fence Cause I was so lost and stuck in your maze Stuck in the sex, was stuck in the love I let you dishonor my name and my love I let you dishonor my pride like a fool Denying myself just so I could choose you I was with you but living a lie So carry the bed that you slept around You crept around when there's no doubt STDs distributed out You sold me a novel then wrote me out I cannot, I will not, I won't allow Why you keep, why you keep, why you keep, why you keep loving me wrong I'm tired, I'm tired, so I'm moving on You feel me, you feel me, no I'm like a bomb Stop loving me, loving me, loving me wrong Why you keep, why you keep loving me fake I been wrote you off, you're fucking replaced And this is the end of the song for the fake Stop loving the so I was with you but living a lie Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to highlight our Black-owned businesses for the week. We have two for you. The first one is called Curls. It's by uh, Mahisha Dillinger. She founded it back in 2002. And she got a big break when it was picked up in Target. And so now 80% of the company's revenue comes from selling it at Target, Walmart, CVS, Bed Bath & Beyond, and stores like that. So it's a Black-owned business you definitely want to check out. Um, her Twitter is at Curls. They're based out of Dallas. The last one is called Maven. Maven, excuse me. And it was founded in 2013 by a gentleman named Deshaun Irma. He founded in 2013 at the age of 39. Um, and it's a digital um, salon where customers can buy human hair extensions, wigs, and book appointments with stylists. You employ 63 people and you do all this online. This is perfect for now with COVID and everything. But um, their Instagram is at May V E N N Hair. So check both of those out. We want to thank our guests tonight, Rob Mosley and Will Down for joining us tonight. Thank you for tuning in and have a great one. And we'll talk to you again next week. Right back after this. Good night. Tonight is long, I was on